All right, so for today's reflective teaching entry, I will be going over the dates March 11th, 12th, and 13th, and then March 25th, 26th, and 27th at Onalaska Middle School, 8th grade, U.S. History. So first things first, I will start with the summary of what I've been doing. So on March 11th, uh, we did a packet with the students where they had to go through and they had to answer questions about the preamble of the Constitution, Article 1, which formed the legislative branch, and Article 2, that formed the executive branch. And then we talked about the Electoral College as well, just a little bit, just touching on it, asking them if they think it's good or fair. On March 12th and 13th, I got to do the same thing at, on both of those days, so I will summarize them together. So on the 12th, we got to do the warm-up. I got to lead the warm-up. And in the warm-up, they watched CNN 10, which is a 10-minute recap of what's going on in the world. And I got to discuss that with the class, what they got out of it. Talked about a plane that was going down, a certain Chinese company that was creating 5G in America that the government was not trusting. And then after that, they... Uh, we discussed the packet, and I got to lead that as well. So I got to discuss with them some of the things about the legislative branch, the preamble, and the executive branch. And certain things we talked about was, like, how old do you have to be to run for president? How old do you have to be to become a senator? How old do you have to be to be in the House of Representatives? And I got to lead that, and it was a little tough just because not a lot of the kids wanted to answer, and I was not quite used to just standing up there waiting super long for them to answer and that was one of the things that my mentor teacher had talked to me about afterward they're like yeah you can just wait longer or maybe like give them a little more hints of questions to make sure they're like more sure in their answer and they'll be more willing to talk so yeah that's kind of what I did on the 12th and 13th so on March 25th um, I didn't get to do a lot personally this day but I did get to lead the warm-up, and the warm-up question was, who is the 45th president of the United States, which is obviously Donald Trump, and a lot of the kids got tripped up and said Obama, but it was pretty easy for most of them. Then they had to go over forward testing tools, so forward is like the standardized test they're about to take, and they'll be taking it next week, and so they went over this like thing where it showed them how to use all the tools they can use while taking the test and they had to take a short practice test. Um, not a lot of the students took the practice test very seriously. Then after that they had to do this activity about checks and balances and so how this worked is that students were randomly assigned to be in the Senate or the House and then there were six students in the in block two that were chosen to be Supreme Court justices and then Mr. Pellinger was the president. So how this activity worked is that each of the people in the house had like a certain thing they were assigned to. Like some of them were just eighth graders voting for things in the best interest of eighth graders. Some were voting for sixth grader interests. Some were principals that were voting for like the teachers and staff's interest. And then some of them were eighth graders who were approached by a lobbyist who guaranteed them they could leave school early on Fridays. So they voted, they had to vote a certain way based on whatever their lobbyist told them to do. Um, some of the problems we ran into was block two, Mrs. Main was gone, so it was just Mr. Pellinger, Mr. Gove, and I. Um, so we had 55 students trying to do this activity, and we had a lot of problem when the House and Senate were supposed to be debating. 
that they weren't actually debating and they also weren't like remembering their roles they were just kind of voting all as how eighth graders would vote and just kind of making fun out of it and so they would try and pass laws like uh, hats and hoods would be allowed in school they would get extra recess each day or early release for eighth graders so these were different things that most times the house and senate passed them and then it would either get like vetoed by mr pellinger or the supreme court which was a bunch a group of students that had to read like a shortened version of the student handbook they could reject it say it's not constitutional i thought that was a really cool activity and in block three we changed a little where Logan, or Mr. Gove, was with the House of Representatives kind of guiding their debate, and I was with the Senate kind of guiding their debate, making sure they remembered, like, their roles and how people with their role would really vote and making sure we were counting the votes up correctly. And I think that made it go a lot better. Also, Block 3, we had a lot smaller class because we didn't have combined sections. So on March 26th, we got to lead Term of the Day in Daily Review. Term of the Day was the judicial branch, so asking them questions really about like what role the judicial plants plays in a bill becoming a law. We talked about how many justices there are and different parts of the judicial branch. And then the daily review was a map where we had to label different mountain ranges and the Great Lakes, really. So the trick they used to help remember that is Superman helps everyone for Superior, Michigan, Huron, Erie, Ontario. And then uh, during prep... On Tuesday, we covered posters because they can't have any posters that would help with the standardized testing on their walls, so we had to cover them all with paper. And then we also got to talk about our upcoming lesson that me and Mr. Gove get to teach. And our lesson subject is going to be on the Federalists versus Democratic Republicans, the first political parties of the U.S. And during topper time, instead of just being with the kids, we were actually put to work to search for sources for the upcoming writing prompt that the they will be assigned. So the writing prompt will be who played the greatest role in, or who had the greatest impact on the U.S. government formation. It was James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, or Alexander Hamilton were their choices. So we were finding like sources they can use. Then during the actual class, they were given a packet with the Ten Amendments, because we had substitutes on coming on Wednesday, so we had to have an easy lesson that the substitutes could handle. So they did a packet with the Ten Amendments, and they had to, like, paraphrase them in their own words. Then they had another packet about, like, it had examples of these rights in action, and they had to label which right was being exercised and then which amendment that right is from. And then we went over that. And so Wednesday, we had the same class on the 27th. And on this day, since there were substitute teachers, uh, Mr. Pellinger and Mrs. Main left notes for their substitutes that me and Mr. Gove would run the classes, which was kind of fun. So we got to do the same daily reviews the day before. But we got to lead um, the activities with the packets and go over them with the class. And I'd say it went really well. We had some problems with kids not taking us seriously for like disciplinary reasons, but no problems as far as like teaching the class. This brings us to the analysis section. So for my analysis, I wanted to talk about this thing that happened 
on the last day, on the 27th, I had a kid who said that Hillary Clinton would have been a bad president because she would go crazy once a month because of her menstrual cycle. And I just wanted to talk about um, how can we address this in the classroom. And I think it's like it's not really a point of political stance for something like this to call a kid out and say that that's not appropriate and just misguided. And I was just kind of wondering how actual like teachers are handling this in the classroom because I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed not just ignored and the substitute I was with kind of just ignored it but I was kind of irked by it I was just like you can't be saying things like that and that's just incorrect and very sexist and I told the student that and he was just kind of like well it's true and it's just not appropriate and like I mean so many people are going through that and they don't just go crazy once a month. I mean, it's just very misguided. And I just want to talk about how I think that is something that should be addressed when people make like sexist, racist, any sort of bigoted comment in the classroom. It should just be ignored. Now it's on to the health section. So how am I feeling? Uh, first of all, I think I'm feeling really well. Got a little bit of a cold right now, but Overall, I mean, the only unhealthy thing that happened to me over since last reflection is I got way too much sun. I went to Florida for spring break, and I did not put sunscreen on my shins, and they burnt real bad. And, yeah, I I had all swollen up ankles for a while, but overall, very good. Um, Spring break was nice, relaxing, but also, like, got to experience a lot of stuff. Went to Florida, just kind of. Spent some time relaxing on the beach, saw a lot of dolphins, um, just was happy, but also like relaxing, not stressful, trying to do too much, and then I got to go home and see my family afterward, and yeah, overall, really good health, um, been eating healthier, getting lots of sleep, losing weight, so really just good overall, um, feel good about teaching right now. Uh, leading the class this last week while Mrs. Main and Mr. Pellinger were at National History Day was a good experience and boosted my confidence quite a bit. And yeah, overall, I'm doing really well and um, hoping to keep it that way. Also got a job for the summer at the Y doing some school-age care, so that's exciting. And yeah, overall, just doing well. Um, Thank you for listening to my reflective teaching entry.